Amen. Thank you, Lord. I'll just use this one, sir. Sorry, I can't, I can't get over the testimony. I'm, that was just so awesome. Thank you for, for sharing that with us. I mean, you know, you hear, you hear about it, and you're amazed, and then you hear some of the details. Just I like the picture of Diana sitting up and just declaring in Spanish <laughs> to life, life, life. I'm like, oh, wow. You know, sometimes we we have to we have to fight for what we're going to believe for. We gotta. We we sometimes just receive stuff that we have authority over. And so I appreciate that encouragement, Tommy. You know, our words are powerful. I mean, it does say in the Bible, the power of life and death is in the tongue. What a what a dramatic example of life. There is life in the power of our tongues. You know, sometimes we focus on the the second part. Don't say the bad stuff. Don't say the bad stuff. Don't say the bad stuff. And that's that's good. But if all I'm doing is not saying the bad stuff, <laughs> I'm not saying the life. I'm not speaking the life. I'm not speaking the truth. And um, that's 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 part of that verse. <laughs> it's the one God wants us to hold on to. It's like, hey, you know, for a while I I feel like you know in the church we we did get off a little bit on the in the the word of faith movement was great, except it somehow got focused sometimes too much on the negative. It was like, don't say all the bad stuff, and we were so worried about saying all the bad stuff that we forgot to say the life. We forgot to speak the truth, and so we, we want to make sure we get that. So that's a free message, um, totally free. Um, hey, last week was awesome. If you did not hear that message of honor um, from Pastor Sally, I encourage you to to really listen to that. Just I could not express um, our heart to honor people more than than the way she did. Um, you know, at the start of the year, uh, we had a great um, prayer time. We had a 48 minutes of prayer. We did that, you know, creative prayer. We just kind of go around and and those of you that were here, you know, that was just that was probably one of the most powerful ones we've we've been we've had. I mean, they've all been good, but there was just something special that night where where God was was just in the room in a special way, and uh, He spoke several messages through people. Like this is, you know, we just shared what what is God telling you, and one of them was that. God's going to begin to stir up things that we've we've sowed into our our body and kind of highlight them again and bring them up and lift them up or bring them back from being less important. And uh, I think you gave that word, Kim. Is, was that you? You don't remember? I think I think you gave something like that. Was um, that God was going to kind of bring up stuff? You know, for we've been we've been pastoring this church this June for ten years. Ten years, and uh, you know, there's a lot of different things when, when we first took leadership that God put in our hearts, and we began to share all those things. And you know, one of those things was, one of those things is healing, and one of those things is honor, to honor one another. 
and you know to honor you know that there's something that happens when we when we honor each other and so i mean the the message you gave last week was just so perfect about how when you when you honor someone it just brings them into their destiny it releases them you know we tend to uh, you know we we walk by people and we 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 dishonor them in our mind <laughs> I mean, I love that illustration she gave because I think it it got us all right, all us church people. When she's when she was what at the gym or something, and and you know a girl comes up and she's dressed in way too short shorts and a way too small shirt and whatever, and just like oh, and she just says, oh really? And then God says, the Holy Spirit said to her, really. <laughs> Really, you're gonna, you're gonna criticize her, you're gonna judge her, you're gonna dishonor her, you know, that was you years ago, you know, and look, you know, let's not look on the outside and go, oh gosh, can you believe that? You know, that's, that's dishonor. I gotta remember, every single person I come in contact with is made in the image of God. That's a pretty high level right there. Whatever I see on the outside is, you know, maybe a distraction, but that person is made in the image of God. They are worth me honoring them and speaking life into them, declaring those things that are not as though they were, you know, calling them to something more, loving them where they're at. You know, I want us to look at Mark chapter 2 here. Mark chapter 2. Can we move this? <laughs> Please. Yeah, it, it, it's restricting me, so. <clears throat> All right. Let me move up here. Mark chapter 2. And so today, we, uh, the last time I spoke, I don't even remember when it was, uh, we talked about uh, the ba- the battle in our minds. We talked about thinking. Uh, we talked about uh, taking every thought captive. And we're gonna we're gonna continue kind of on on this on this process of dealing with our thoughts and what's going on in our heads. But I I, I really had this scripture jump out at me. It was just a portion of the scripture, and it's you know where Jesus just says, "Why are you thinking these things in your hearts?" And it was kind of like it just I couldn't get away from that phrase. And so I was, I was wanting to speak on heart because, you know, last week, you know, Sally kind of mentioned it a little bit and then she brought us all these cool pictures of hearts up here that we'll hand out someday. Some of you have already stolen one. Um, <clears throat> I know it. I know if some of you, <laughs> some, my wife stole like five. Yeah. <laughs> I saw them at my house. Like, I know where those came from. But, you know, so I was wanting to speak on heart, but it, I kept coming back to thoughts, and then that scripture, the scripture just popped out at me. Why are you thinking these things in your heart? So I want us to to, to go into that, but that's kind of the 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 main point, the main focus we're going to get today um, in the time we have. Mark chapter two. This is Jesus, the start of Jesus' ministry, very early on. Holy Spirit, open the Word of God as we read it. It says this: A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum. The people heard that he had come home, and so many gathered that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. And some men came, bringing to him a paralytic, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, 
they made an opening in the roof above Jesus, and after digging through it, lowered the mat the paralyzed man was lying on. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Well, they're right. (laughs) God was there. (laughs) Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. And he got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Wow. Now, there's a lot going on here, but again, I'm going to focus on the connection between our thoughts and our heart. You know, there's, there's some thoughts I have that aren't connected to my heart. You know, that don't affect me in the inner place of my being. You know, I can just, I can think, okay, what am I going to go eat, you know, at lunch? Some of you are like, oh, good, good question. <laughs> I'm starting to think about that right now. And I'm not think I may be thinking with my not my heart. I'm thinking here, but you know, it, it doesn't. It's not a. It's not affecting me on the inside for me to think that thought about what should I eat. You know, we we think thoughts all the time that don't that don't get inside of us. That aren't you know they're just a thought. They're just they're just practical. They're just you know they just take care of business. Whatever you need to do, I think okay, you know where, where you know what what shirt am I going to wear. All those, all those types of questions. Okay, well, for women, it might affect your heart. What, what clothes you're going to wear? Okay, <laughs> right? Sorry. Okay, moving on. Um, but you know, it doesn't, it doesn't get on the inside. But it, it just caught my attention because it's like, you know, some thoughts affect us more deeply than others. You know, when we're thinking in our head, and it's just a passing thought, no big deal, maybe, right? But when I think something that's in my heart. It begins to affect me in a different way. You know, it affects how I'm responding to people around me. It affects how uh, how I approach a situation. Um, you know, when you guys were, were receiving the bad report, you begin to think on it, and then at some point, it began to get down and begin to touch your heart. It began to, you know, you begin to not just be thinking in your head. You're, you're thinking in your heart. Your your emotions are attached. Your your desires are attached. I mean. Just for, for reference, you know, our, the, the soul of a, of a human is, is three parts. You've got your mind, which is where your thoughts are. You've got your, your emotions, and then you've also got your will. And so any three of those can affect one another, but I think what, you know, your emotions can affect how you think sometimes. Your desire or your will can affect how you think, but they can all affect one another, and so... If my thoughts are, you know, 
being affected in a way that my heart is being touched, like my, my emotions. And then when my emotions are touched, that's where I make decisions sometimes, where my, my desire, my, what I'm going to do with what I'm thinking. Then I act upon it. It could be with my mouth. It could be with my, what I do. It could be with my actions. But then the thinking in my heart has affected my life in a way where it could be good or bad again. It can be life or death. What am I thinking in my heart? What is getting on the inside of me? It's amazing. If you begin to think long enough negative thoughts, it begins to affect your emotions. Then it begins to affect your desires. It begins to affect your will. It affects the choices that you make. And so I want to be thinking in my heart the things that God wants me to be thinking, right? God says, hey, my thoughts are high above your thoughts. In Isaiah, it says, you know, my thoughts are not your thoughts. You know, they're, they're a lot higher. And so I have to know, hey, what level am I thinking at? Am I thinking at just an earthly, natural level, or am I thinking at a heavenly, heavenly level? What does it say in Colossians 3 and 2? It says, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Have you ever heard that phrase where it says someone's been, they're too heavenly minded to be any earthly good? I hate that. Usually I've heard that phrase used because someone else is more spiritual than you and you want to like be religious and say, oh man, don't get too serious about all that stuff, right? And so they're too heavenly minded to be too earthly good. And I get it. There's some people that are so far in la-la land that their, their spirituality is not really heavenly, it's really earthly, and that's the people that that phrase was talking about. But it's, it's not true. You can't be too heavenly minded. If you're heavenly minded, you're earthly good. Jesus was 100% heavenly minded. He was thinking the thoughts of God. He was thinking what his father was thinking. He was doing what his father showed him. He was, he was hearing what the father was saying. And there was good every time he was turning around. Something good was being released. Something good was happening. And so I want to have my thoughts come to the level where my thoughts begin to merge with, with God's thoughts, with the, with the thoughts of the Holy Spirit. But we have to know there, there's three sources for thoughts in our head. There are three options for what could be going on inside my head. Number one, you, yourself, and you. <laughs> We think, and it's our thoughts. That one's the most obvious. Everybody believes that, whether they're a Christian or not. Those are my thoughts. Number two, it could be an enemy. The Satan or one of his demons can place thoughts in our head. I have to know, sometimes I have to know that some thoughts I have are not for me. You know, have you ever had a thought and you start feeling guilty? Oh, why am I thinking that? Why am I thinking this? And you're like, look, don't be guilty. Resist it. You know, that's not you. Some of those thoughts in our heads, that's not me. That's not from, from me. That's from somewhere else trying to get into me. Now, the enemy and all his demons, they can't read our minds. Only God can, can know our thoughts and our, you know, us. You know, he can't, he can't see what we're thinking, but he can, he can sure try to put a thought in our head. 
He can, he can place an idea in there and he can hope it takes hold because all he needs to do is put it in there and then I, I can, I can do something with it. I can, I can turn it over and then eventually if I begin to think, I begin, at some point, if I think on that long enough, I begin to think in my heart. And I'm changed on the inside. There's my, my emotions begin to be affected. My desires begin to be affected. And I've been infected with a thought that's not for me. It's not heavenly. It's not earthly. It is unearthly. It's demonic. It's evil in its source. So I have to know, hey, all the thoughts that are going on in my head, they're not necessarily from me. So it can be either myself, it can be an enemy, uh, the devil or one of his demons, or it can be from God. Some thoughts that come to me can be from God. If I'm a child of God, the Bible says that I have the Spirit of God living in me. We, we receive the Holy Spirit at salvation. And then we are filled, uh, you know, during the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we begin to, we begin to hear God even better during that time. But we, we can have the thoughts of God because we have the Spirit of God within us. And, you know, it's interesting, uh, you know, I think, of, I think of Peter being a great example of this. Um, in Matthew 16, one of my wife's favorite passages to preach from, I think, is, you know, where, where Jesus says, who do you say that I am? And Peter stands up and says, you're the Christ, you're the Son of the living God. And then Jesus said, hey, that revelation didn't come from man, that came from, from God. So in other words... That thought wasn't from Peter, and it sure wasn't from the devil. That thought was from God, because the thoughts of God are called revelation. Like a light bulb turning on, you know, boom! You know, and so, but just a few seconds later, Peter's got somebody else's thoughts in his head, right? It's not just Peter, right? Because Peter, Jesus says, oh, and by the way, I'm going to go get crucified. On the third, you know, I'm going to die and be turned over to the leaders. And then Peter says, no, 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 no. I'm never going to let that happen. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. You have in mind, you don't have in mind the things of God, but the things of man. And so, in other words, where did that thought come from for Peter? I think it came from, from the devil, Man, whenever the devil shows up with Jesus, he's trying to keep him from the cross. I don't, this is just my personal thing, I don't believe Jesus fooled Satan going on the cross. I don't believe it was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that was going to happen. I mean, Jesus, God had been saying, here's what I'm going to do. When Jesus showed up on earth, the devil knew full well what was going on. <laughs> He'd read the Bible. He knew the Bible. He even quoted it to Jesus, right? He tried to twist it. But anyway, so when Peter has the thought that I was like, hey, I need to stand against that. I don't want you going to the cross. I don't want you to get to that, to your purpose in life. I don't want you to do what you've been called to do on, the, on this earth. And so, you know, that's a great example of, you know, we know we have our own thoughts. And Peter had a revelation. He had a God thought. But then in Two seconds later, he had, a, he had a devil thought. And so there were sources. We have to know that the source of our thoughts is not always me. We can sometimes have all this stuff going on in our head, 
And we're like, man, oh, I, I'm, I start feeling guilty for it. I start feeling ashamed. Why am I thinking that? How could that thought come into my head? Like, well, maybe it's not you. Maybe that's not your thought. You know, there's a connection between our minds being connected to God and the Spirit of God within us and peace. Some people, and it may be you in this room, you live your life and your mind is racing all the time. There's no peace. You know what? There's probably some thoughts that aren't your thoughts. There's probably some of your thoughts that need to be changed. You need to deal with your own thoughts, but there's probably some thoughts in there that are coming to you. You're, you know, it's, it's not just crazy people who hear voices in their head, okay? We are, we are receiving thoughts all the time. We are being bombarded because if we can get thinking the wrong way, I mean, the devil knows if he can just get us thinking the wrong way, we'll start feeling the wrong way, and then we start acting the wrong way. Because it starts with a thought, usually. Most of the time, it starts with a thought. And so the goal is that I am at peace because I begin to think like God thinks. You know, you should be able to just sit quietly and not have a million thoughts going through your head at some point in your life. When you get in God's presence, when you're with, with the Lord, you know, there's peace. It's, it's really nice. <laughs> it's, it's really good. You know, when you deal with issues in your life, uh, last week, you know, we talked about sozo and you get freedom. You know, th- a lot of times what happens if you deal with issues very uh, powerfully and intentionally with spiritual tools that God gives us, it gets real quiet. It gets quiet in here. Why? Because some of the voices, some of the thoughts have been removed and turned off where they don't have access to us anymore. It's like, man, that, you know, and, the, you know, sometimes those, those voices, they'll come knocking to check and see if there's a vacancy. Hey, is there room in here for me? Hello, I'm just coming back to check. <laughs> just checking to see if this door is locked or if you left it unlocked. Did you leave the door open? No, because they can't get in the door if we don't open it, right? The enemy can't access our lives unless we allow him to. The devil has no right on a child of God. Zero. He has zero right. I have to give him that right. And I give him that right when I come into agreement with a lie. When I have a thought and I say, you know, that might be right. Yeah. I can't believe they think... You know, that person did that to me. And then, boom, the thought begins to get into my heart. I begin to not just think it in my head where it doesn't affect me. I begin to think it in my heart where it begins to affect everything around me. You know, when I was uh, in seventh grade, I was well, I was going into seventh grade. I was 11 because um, I was very young, skipped a grade in school. Um, so I was 11, going into seventh grade, and we came to Camp Whispering Oaks in here in Abilene area in Texas. It used to be the four-square camp. We were traveling across country. We drove from California, where where I grew up, and we stopped at the Grand Canyon. We stopped at Carlsbad Caverns because that was, you know, 
really far away and really awesome. Then we came through Texas, and we, we stayed at camp for two weeks, and my dad was the speaker at the summer camp for at least two weeks at Camp Whispering Oaks. I think they did more, but we were there for two weeks. And so I guess my Foursquare church wasn't very uh, Foursquare-y, at least in terms of number two, like the spirit baptism one, because like... Uh, you know, the guy got up there and he's talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. I'm like, wow, I, I may have heard that before, but uh, I don't remember hearing that before. Um, you know, and I could have forgotten. Maybe I just was clueless. You know, as a kid, you just don't pay attention or whatever. But for some reason, you know, I, I understood for the first time. I was like, oh, wow, I want this. I want this. And so they're all, at the end, you know, he, he spoke and explained and preached. And, uh, you know, I can still hear that guy's prayer language. He was bold in his prayer language, too. He was not afraid to pray out loud. Uh, and I was, you know, 11 years old, and I'm like, see this, this guy up front. And so I respond, hey, who wants that? Stand up, come, come up, and we're going to pray for you or whatever. So I stand up, and I go up front. And that guy doesn't get doesn't pray for me because of course he can't pray for everybody, right? So so this this young lady who looked like she was like a teenager, not too much older than me, comes up and says, Can I pray with you? And the thought in my head was like, Oh no. Now, she, this girl doesn't know anything. How can she pray for me for this? Ties into honor too. Remember last week, if you weren't here, uh, Sally talked about when people come to her for prayer, if they honor her, boom, they just receive from God, boom. Other people come and they're like, you know, oh no, this is, I'm not sure about this or whatever. They're not honoring. She can be full of the Holy Spirit 125%, and she's praying the same way, she's believing the same way, and you know what? Nothing happens because there's not honor there. And I believe that's what happened with me. I went up there, and there was a thought in my head that said, this girl cannot pray for you to receive this. Now that thought, whether it was from me or from the devil, it wasn't from God. <laughs> and it was a lie. Guess what happened when she prayed for me? Nothing. <laughs> I didn't expect anything to happen. I wasn't believing anything to happen. But it started with a thought. The thought was, man, if that guy was praying for me, who is this girl? I don't even, I don't even, where did she come from? I mean, I still remember just thinking like, just the disappointment. Oh, man, who's this person? <laughs> And so I went back and kind of, you know, they were like, oh, you, you everybody receive, you know, da, da. I'm like, man, that didn't seem as amazing as, as he was talking about, you know. <laughs> like, that seemed, like what you talked about was not what I experienced. And it was because of a thought. And I think, too, because of dishonor. I was not honoring this child of God that was standing in front of me. Who knows? I don't even remember who she was or what she was doing there. She was on the, you know, she probably prayed for everybody else, and they just, boom, received a ton from God. But me, it was like, 
you know, but it started with a thought. And so we have to be aware of our thoughts because that thought can get into, it got into my heart. And then for years, that was a struggle for me. Like, was that real? Was that not real? What happened that night? You know, do I speak in tongues? Do I not speak in tongues? And because I went back, I know this is not Baptism of the Holy Spirit Sunday, but, you know, I went back, 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 you know, I remember in the back of the, you know, the, the, the tabernacle down the, down the hill, like the small one, uh, for those of you that have been, like you and maybe that's like one person. Okay. <laughs> remember that? <laughs> You know, it's down the hill, the big one where the adults were. It's all open air. And so I was at the, the back area, and they kind of had this, you know, I think, they, were they planters or something or bricks or something back there? I'm just walking around them, and I kind of just made up this prayer language in my head, you know, like it sounded Hebrewish, you know, and kind of, I, I could still say it right now. I won't say it because it was like, and I was like, okay, maybe that was it. Maybe that was the tongues. Okay. Okay, so I'll just pray that. I'll just use that over and over. For years, I, I just prayed that thing, but I was always like, no, no, no. There's something in me that says, this is just not quite right. Because it came from my head. Because tongues doesn't come from your head, by the way. It comes from somewhere else. You don't think the words. They come out of your heart, your spirit. And so for years, it was a struggle. But, I mean, it all started, man, with one thought. With one thought that got into my heart. And it caused my faith to go down, my expectancy to go down. You know, I have to be aware of our thoughts that get into our hearts. I mean, it says Jesus is there with these Pharisees, and they're, they're about to see an incredible miracle. But Jesus changes it up on them, and he forgives the guy's sins first. We don't know why. Maybe the sin was the cause of the sickness. I don't know. Maybe Jesus knew he needed to do that first. It was more important that this guy be forgiven than he be healed. Because what Jesus does first, that's the priority right there. He's like, look, your sins are forgiven. I'm thinking even the four guys up, up in the roof are going, man, I didn't tear up the roof to get forgiven, man. I want him to get off the mat. I've heard the stories. But Jesus says, I forgive you. And then... The religious people who should be most excited about Jesus when God shows up and begins to do something, they're thinking in their hearts. Oh, what about that? Man, Lord, help us help us not get to that place where we're ever thinking in our hearts. And then we wonder why I'm on the outside looking in when somebody gets off the mat and walks and I'm over here. Missing out. It starts with a thought. First Corinthians two says this. Let me close with this scripture. First Corinthians two. It says this, uh, verse 9, No eye has seen and no ear has heard and no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But, there's a but there, but God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. So here we go. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him. In the same way, 
No one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, the Holy Spirit, that we may understand what God has freely given us. Revelation. That's revelation right there. God reveals, the Holy Spirit reveals, so we begin to think God's thoughts and we begin to know what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ." What if I really believe that I had the mind of Christ? I mean, what if I really believe that? Not, it doesn't say you, you get this, you'll work your way up to this, someday you'll attain to this level, you know, if you act a little bit better, you'll get, it says no, we have the mind of Christ. Not you have to work your way up to the mind of Christ. Someday you'll get close to the mind of Christ. You can get 90%. No, we have the mind of Christ. Because what happens? Is it, do, if I believe it in my head, then it's going to get in my heart. Then it's going to change the way I act. It's going to change my desires. It's going to change my will, the things I long for. That's what happens in a believer in Jesus is because everything's meant to change. It's not that I don't want to do stuff anymore it's a, or that I just have to not do stuff anymore. It's that I've been changed. My thoughts are different. My feelings are different. My desires are different. And it starts a lot of times with the thoughts, with the mind of Christ. I have to believe that I can think the thoughts of God. I can think what God is thinking. I can have revelation from God. I have the mind of Christ. I can, I can either believe that or not. Can I still get a thought from myself? Absolutely. You need to choose where you're going to go to lunch here in a few minutes. You need to choose what clothes to wear. You, we don't need, Jesus doesn't have to pick that out for us. He says, go ahead, be released. <laughs> you can do that. I can still have thoughts that come from a, a diabolical place, from, from, the, from the thoughts of the enemy, but I also have access to the thoughts of God because I have the mind of Christ. And those are the thoughts I want to have. Those are the thoughts that bring life. Those are the thoughts that lead me to speak life. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if I'm thinking in my heart the right things, then what comes out of my mouth is going to come from the right heart because it comes from the right thought because it comes from God Himself by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit reveals that to me. But I really want to focus and just pray as we close on anyone who's struggling with their thought life that feels like, man, I've just got thoughts that aren't my thoughts, and I just, I just want to pray over you. I want, I want to close in prayer. We're believing that we're going to continue to see a growth in the way we think and then in the way we believe and then in the way we act and speak. But I want, I want to pray over just our, our minds right now. So if we could just do that, can we, can we close? Can we stand up? Let's stand up and change our position a little bit and get the blood flowing. On this beautiful rainy day.
Thank you, Lord, for the rain. We are thankful for the rain. We are thankful, God. We sure need it here. Well, Holy Spirit, we just invite you right now to, to, to move in our hearts and our minds, God. Begin to move, move in us right now. We invite you. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for the truth of God's word. We want to have our thoughts aligned with your thoughts. Lord, when you do something, we don't want to be thinking in our hearts, what is that? We want to be thinking in our hearts, that's what I was thinking. I was our, that's, that's what I want. That's my, that, I, was, I was being moved towards that already. Lord, our hearts and our minds, our spirits are connected, God, and help us make that, allow that connection to be fully engaged. But right now, Lord, I, I do want to address those who are battling thoughts that are not their own. If that's you, nobody's looking around, just, just put your hand on your head. If you say, that's, that's really me, I'm just, I'm battling thoughts that I don't, I don't think they're mine. I think there's something more. There's some spiritual dimension to, to these thoughts that I just can't get away from. And so right now we, we come against those thoughts. Lord, I come against those thoughts. Voices and words in our head that are from the enemy. And I say to those words, be quiet. You go from these minds. Every child of God has a right to have a free mind that is free to think the thoughts of God. Free to operate in the mind of Christ. Free, free to, to believe and dream and have faith and hope and love. You thoughts, you go. Lord, and we just pray if there's any open doors in our hearts, God, reveal those to us. Lord, if there's if there's things in our lives, if there's patterns in our lives, if there's people we need to forgive, God, that you would just bring that up right now in our spirits and, and bring that up in our hearts, God, that we might hear from you, God, that we might deal with those things. If God reveals something to you, then deal with it. If, if you need to forgive someone, then forgive that person. You, you speak it out. If you can't do it right now, do it right when you get in the car. Do it when you're in a place by yourself. Say, no, I'm, I'm choosing to forgive right now. I'm choosing to let that go. If it's something that God brings up and says, you need to stop doing that, you repent right now, Lord. We say we repent, God. We turn away from those things that are bringing us harm, that are opening doors, that are bringing destruction and death and and discouragement and depression into our lives we choose to close that door right now because of the blood of jesus we thank you that i am free from those things we turn away from them and we give them to you in jesus name thank you for fresh thoughts from you god i pray lord release revelation release revelation holy spirit release revelation to us help us recognize god sometimes we're hearing from you and we don't even know we're hearing from you Lord, let us not brush aside those thoughts that are from heaven, that are from your Holy Spirit speaking to us, Lord, that we be able to, to begin to discern better and better the voice of God that's speaking in our hearts, Lord, that's stirring something in our heads, Lord. Lord, we can hear you better than we, better than we think sometimes, better than we know. Lord, our, if we're a child of God, we can hear from you, God. So help us believe that, receive that, and walk in it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. We will see you next time we see you. If you need prayer, come on up and we'll pray for you.